0: And they put into the machta esh they put uh, probably coals into the censer. By they put this sweet smelling stuff, the kitorat, on top of Hello. on top of the uh, fire and they brought they brought before hashem they brought to hashem lifnei hashem right the word lifnei sort of like includes the word panim so the word panim is a word that used to express closeness to god so it's a little bit of a stretch lifnei panei panim it sounds like they did something wondrous, something positive, something that had never been done before by a zara, a foreign fire it, it wasn't in some way it wasn't proper. Which for about which they had not been commanded had not been commanded. So you remember that this pasuk takes place after a description of all the preparation that had to be made in order to get to the point where they would have a mishkan, where they would have a place for God. And that place for God, or God's place, was the, the place to which we brought sacrifices, which in some way, was the closest, after Matantara after Matantara the closest that we got to HaKodosh who was bringing a Korban. And the people who were involved in, in these Korbanot are the Kohanim. And the Kohanim are all the family of Aaron Hakoi, right? That's, that's the family. And so the story is that two sons of Aaron Hakoi did something we don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing until we come to the end of the pasuk, where it says va otam." So it sounds bad. Lo otam. Let's look at the Rashi. But they You see the Rashi. So That's brought down in the Gemara. But they say, Rabbi so we don't know exactly what this what this prohibition is. We know that in Il Talmud Torah, Il there there are many are uh, several instances where the Torah where the halacha denies uh, the authority of the Talmid when the Rav is present. It's not, it's not acceptable for the Talmud to one-up the Rav. The Rav is the one who has the determining opinion, and his opinion should be accepted. A long came Rabbi Lazar and he said, Lometu b'nei Aaron, the sons of Aaron, were punished. They were killed, you'll see in a moment. They did something that was prohibited. I don't know what that halacha is, but it could be that they said that it was permitted to do what we do. It was the thing that God wants. God wants us to bring a korban ketoret. So even if God says bring it twice a day with the korban tamid, but, but God would approve of us doing it more. There was a case where there was a logical uh, kind of inference that was made by Nadav and Avihu, according to Rabbi Eliezer. They thought they knew it better. They thought they understood the halacha better. The implication Better. That's Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yishmael Omer, in And even though the prohibition against drunkenness in the Beit HaMikdash had not yet been given, had not yet been given, it's the next parasha. The next parasha is that parasha. He says, they did something which most people would imagine, except of course for the day of Purim, is prohibited. It's prohibited to get drunk and then go into <laughs> a place like the Beit Mikdash. And the reason, reason for that is, is that, that, after all, a person who is with the Torah is using his logical abilities to maintain his connection to the Torah. That's what that's what Talmud Torah means. Talmud Torah is a connection, it's a connection to the idea. The idea is available to you through your intelligence. So Rabbi Yisrael says They did something that anybody would agree was probably p- p- prohibited. Whether the Torah has prohibited it yet
1: uh, or not. So it was disrespectful. There was it was kind of disrespectful, especially to make decisions in front of Moses, their teacher. Talk about religious matters, right? Is that what it is?
0: Well, I, I think I think the the point of the machloket. The point of the Machloka between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Ishmael is that according to Rabbi Lazar, according to Rabbi Lazar, they were, they were learning Torah. They were coming to conclusions in the Torah. Their problem was not that they learned the Torah, they came to conclusions, but they decided that somehow they're learning had priority over the learning of Moshe Rabbeinu that was something that was something unique it was a new unique kind of a transgression rabbi Ishmael said they did something that everybody could understand was the wrong thing to do so there's like a difference a difference i think in the kind of way rabbi Allah and rabbi Ishmael treat this matter then rashi goes on and says after they die, makes a note, Rashi a Note, said, note, is here, and that's, uh, that, that. that's Rashi's, Rashi says that even though, even though it's perfectly reasonable, you didn't need a, a great genius to tell you that, that, drunkenness, and mikdash are not compatible. Nevertheless, nevertheless, we needed, you see, we needed the Torah to tell it to us. So after this story, the Torah says that, that you can't be drunk when you go into the Beit HaMikdash, and that's all the opinion of, of Rabbi Yishmael. So I would distinguish these two opinions. Rabbi Lazar said, There's like a a big argument going on, something really big. Can you be more halachim if they moshe Rabban? if you're thinking well, if you have it under control, if you don't, if you understand things? And Rabbi Ishmael said, no, it's a matter of doing something that should not be done. Let's look at the second pasuk. You see the second pasuk bet? But they say, I told you. But they say, a fire came out, me lifne Hashem. That word lifne and me lifne is a word that bothers me because it, it, it indicates closeness. And even though Rashi
1: said, Rashi said according to Rabbi Yishmael,
0: that it was really something bad that they did. Never the word the word the, nevertheless the word lifne keeps annoying me. otam. the fire ate them up by and they 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 died. Again Lifne Hashem. What do you mean Lifne Hashem? Lifnay Hashem sounds like a like an honorable thing. Something that you you offer people who
1: are who are special. Lifne Hashem.
0: Why Nadav and Avi, why did they get this commendation of being lifnei Hashem? I don't understand. Pasuk gimu, Rashi doesn't relate to this Pasuk at all, Pasuk Aron, A conversation between the brothers, Moshe and Aaron. You know these two brothers? Moshe Rabbeinu is the Kohen Gadol. He's transmitting that power and that authority to his brother Aaron, who will become the Kohen Gadol. And one of the differences between Moshe and Aaron, it's hard to second guess the terror, but one of the things about Moshe and Aaron is that Moshe didn't have children who were worthy of taking over, taking the mantle of Moshe Rabbeinu. And so, the leadership, the political leadership went to Yeshua Binun, and the priestly leadership went to Aaron and his family, and his family. by Vayom HaMoshe Aaron. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, says to Aaron, I want to tell you something, little brother, I want to remind you, not so little. Who Asher Diber HaShem LeMor. This is um, I, I now understand what Hashem meant when He said what He said, what did He say? Bekrovai kadesh, those close to me, they will be the ones who enable kidushat hamakon, that the place, the place of the mishkan, of the tabernacle, will become kadosh. Kadosh meaning it follows rules. There are limits. You can't go whenever you want to go. You can't do whatever you want to do there. But you have to follow the rules, speak and And so uh, the way I understand it is, is if, if, not, if this had never happened, if, if Nadav and Avihu had never done what they did, and if they had not been punished as they have been punished, that if everybody always followed the rules, you would never know that you, if you don't follow the rules, the punishment will be overwhelming. So what happened with Nadav Avil was that they explained something. They explained that the rules had two sides to them. You've got to do what you have to do, but you can't do what you should not do. And that's what the Davaviyu explained. So the words Bikrovayek those close to me, will produce sanctity, distinction, the Mishkan is special. Kol ha-am Al kol ha-am. You see that word p'nei? Again, penei kol ha'am. They'll, they'll all understand. Their faces will shine. Nadav avi will have taught them. right? And then you have those mysterious words to cover the end of the pasuk. And Aaron was absolutely quiet. I mean, why was Aaron quiet? I mean, did he like what Moshe Rabbeinu said? Was he unhappy about what Moshe Rabbeinu said? Did he? And Moshe Rabbeinu said, look, you know, your sons, they did this great thing. They passed on this great idea. They understood the Torah even better than I, Moshe Rabbeinu, understood the Torah. You should be happy. You, Aaron, should be happy. No response. Nothing came. Nothing came back to Moshe Rabbeinu from Aaron at this time. Let's look at the Rashi. That's the Rashi pasukim. Rashi hadi ber gomer. So Rashi says, "Echadibber." Where exactly is Moshe Rabbeinu pointing to? What is he? Where does he say that Moshe that Hakadosh Baru said it? The pasuk says, "Vino adetishav. I will meet up there. Live Nei Israel, v'neknas bechvodi." And then the two words at the end of the Pasuk is, are, I'm sorry, v'nikdash, sanctified, b'chevodi. B'chevodi, like I'm not so clear what the Pasuk means, so the Rashi say, goes on and says, al tikrei b'chevodi, ala b'mechuvadi. Al tikrei b'chevodi, You know that sometimes Chazal do that. Al don't read it this way, read it that way. It usually has to do with vocalization, because you know that the Torah is not vocalized. So if the Torah is not vocalized, so we can put in different kinds of vocalization. At least that was Chazal thought. So what we the way we read the word So you know that if that, that, that those two letters together, the Mem and the cup. A lot difficult, difficult to pronounce them together. So, so the word is like, if you read it quickly, the mem will drop out. You just won't hear the mem. It'll be uh, That's what you you get. And so, that's the hidden meaning of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says with dash added, they said, I'll take great That's what it really means. Right? Not with my honor, but those who honor me. So Moshe Laron. So Moshe is now teaching him the meaning of the interpretation that he presents of the Pasuk. It's much like they're in a yeshiva together. Avah uh, lo Mosheh la Aron, Aron achi Yodeya Hayiti she Yitkadesh Aron, my brother. We know he's his brother, so he's, he's my brother. So I want to tell you something really important. Yodeya Hayiti, I knew, I understood she Kadesh that the place this that we built is Mishkan, the Tabernacle. The place of the Korbanot, the place of sacrifice, that the people who are going to do it, who are going to make this kedusha, this sanctity, will be those who we know about. Those who are close to our Baruch Hu. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, Oh Biobiha, or who's close to God? Who are the people who are close to God? You and me? I don't. We're the we're the ones Now I see that your sons, the Dava they're really close to God. They were chosen. They were chosen to sanctify the Beit Hamikdash. How did they sanctify the Beit Hamikdash? Because they're the ones who who, who teach us, teaches us that you could in the Beit Hamikdash you could only do what you have to do, only do what you're commanded to do, you could only do what the mitzvah directs you to do. But you can't do whatever you want, even though you may have. Great religious interests. You may be, you may be a particularly kind of special person. You can't do what you want to do, and that was taught to us by the Dabarviu, the sons of Aaron Hakohen, and the sons of Aaron Hakohen were apparently very special in their religious inclination, in their desire. To be part of the uh, the flow of of things in the Beit, in the in the Mishkan, they were the special people who were chosen to do this, to make the kedusha, to make this special, the special nature of the Yis- of of the of the Temple. Rashi. Rashi says, or just the end of the Akshavru Elani, Shem Gedolimimcha, Mimeniumimcha. Akshavru Elani, now I see that your sons are really great people. Vaidom <speaking> Aharon, <in Hebrew> so Rashi explains. Kibel Sachar al Shtikato. Uma Sachar Kibel. So Rashi says, Kibel <speaking in Hebrew> Sachar al Shtikato, that's what Hazal says, he was rewarded. For being quiet, Masachakibel, that somehow, the the word of God, the word of God somehow was connected uniquely to Aharon. What does that mean? What does that mean? Emra Lo Parshat And if you look at the Parshat you'll see it's addressed to Aaron and not to Moshe and Aaron.
1: So according to Rashi,
0: according to Rashi, I think Aaron could have gotten angry. He could have t- said Moshe I'd rather have my children than have this kind of glory. He could have thought the, all sorts of thoughts, but Vayidom Aaron means he rose above it. He rose above all of
1: that, that he became the special
0: person whose children created the Kedusha of the of the Mishkan. And so what was the Sechar that he received? That the parasha of Shtu'ye Yayin, the fact that Kohanim can't go into the Beit HaMikdash, they're drunk, is a parish in the Torah that was addressed to Aaron. In other words, it's as though Aaron brought that parsha into the world, not Moshe. It should have been addressed to Moshe and Aaron, but it was addressed to Aaron uniquely because Aaron is the was Vayidom. Vayidom deserves a reward, and the reward that, uh, that uh, uh, Aaron received at that time, the reward that he received was that the Parsha was brought into the world through his intermediacy. That's what
1: that's what the uh... Okay,
0: I think that's enough. We've seen the psukim. We we learned what we what we learned. There's a there's a mishnah in Avot per Gimel, Mishnah Yud Gimel, You see it, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Schock veKalut Rosh Margilim Ah Margilim know if you if you lightheaded you laugh, you might end up uh, doing. Sexual transgression, Masoretziagla Torah. I mean, all of these things—these uh, things that uh, Rabbi Akiva said. Each one of them can be explained in depth. But I want to get to the end of this Mishnah, Masoretziagla Torah. The tradition is a kind of support of the Torah itself. Masrots Sachar LaOnesh. If you give Maaser. You tithe, uh, you can expect to get rich. The uh, darim siag leprishut, taking an oath, is something that supports can help uh, prishut separating yourself sometimes doing the right thing, and then finally, the Rabbi Yekiva is the one who said siag chokhma shtika. That what is that shtika? Silence is a support to chokma. Is a support to Chochma. I don't know whether that's what Rashi was referring to. Rashi said that Aaron Akolin was rewarded for shtika. How was he rewarded for the shtika with additional chokhmah? Right then, that's what Rabbi Akiva said. Now, how did Rabbi Akiva get involved in this story? He himself. So you have to remind you of the Gevara and Menachot. The Gevara. It's right here. Omar Yehuda Do you see it?
1: I hope you see it. Omar
0: Yehuda Omar Rav Allah Moshe Lamar We don't know when this took place exactly, but I guess when Moshe Rabbeinu died, he went up to heaven. Vitzahola Kodesh Yoshe he saw that Akadosh Baruch Hu was sitting, I guess, writing a Sefer Torah, or doing something with the Torah. He was sitting and tying on crowns onto the Otiyot, you know, the Ketarim, three prongs that come out of certain letters of the written Torah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should look into it. Open up a, open up a Torah for for, so for him, and you'll see how the letters have crowns. Amar ani So Moshe Amede sees this going on, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is tying crowns on the letters. So he said, Rebbe bima So he says, Why are you doing this? Why? Why? Uh, what's preventing you? from from having it done already, Amar Adam Achad. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you tying on these kitarim? Amar Lo, said to Moshe Rabbeinu, imagine this, imagine this conversation. Amar Adam Achad Yesh. There's this man, Shaatid, not now, not when you die, Moshe Rabbeinu, but much later. He'll be he'll be born and live after many generations. Akiva Ben Yosef Shemo, his name is Akiva. We know him as Rabbi Akiva. Cha kots Tilin Tilin It's Rabbi Akiva, he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be able to extract from every letter, from every additional line, from every keta, from every crown, you'll be able to extract a that nobody else knew exist.
1: Shaitidly Drosh
0: al Cole Kotzva Kotz, Vakots. he in the future will be able to understand each kind of additional Point on the letters, pilin, pilin, shil halachot, piles of halachot. Amalefanav. Amalifanav. So Moshe Rabbeinu says to him, Rebundeshalolo. Rebundeshalom her, Euli. Oh, I'd love to see him. Rabbi Akiva. Amalo. Chazorlacharecha. Sakonesh Bogan said to Moshe Rabbeinu, turn around, and go back. Halach v'yashav v'sof sh'mon ha'shurot. It was like a kind of a Sanhedrin room. A roundish, a horse room. And he went back eight, eight rows. Right? Halach v'yashav v'sof sh'mon shurot. He sat down at the eighth row. V'lo Omrim, he couldn't understand what was going on
1: in the in the Beit Din. Tashash he
0: was weak. He couldn't understand anything that was happening. Kepancha She says they were talking about something, some matter Amrulo, Talmidav. Rabbi, minayin l'chem. Maayin l'chem, Rabbi Akiva is teaching. He got to some conclusion. Amrulo tell me, Dab, Rabbi, minayin l'chem. How do you know that this is the case, that this is the halacha? Amalahem, again, Rabbi Akiva, in the Beit Din. They're learning in the yeshiva. All this talmidim say that Rabbi Akiva, they don't understand how he got to the conclusion that he got to. Amalahem, That this halacha that I have now extracted from the learning that I am doing goes all the way back to, to, to Moshe Rabbeinu. So this, this story is like a wondrous story which leaves us with the option of of explaining. We we have to explain it. But before we try to explain it or, or whether we will try to explain it or not, we've got to get to the end of the story. So he says, He was weak. He, Moshe Rabbeinu, was weakened Rabbi How do you know, Rabbi Akiva, that this is the case of Allah Alachal Sinai? This is what Moshe Rabbeinu taught at Sinai. He felt better. So Moshe Rabbeinu came and restarted his conversation with the Kodesh Bohu, wa ma'alef ribonosh l'olam, yesh lecha adam kaze, v'ata noten teral yadi. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand. You had this person in the world who could learn the halachot out of every strange strange aspect of every letter of the Torah, and you're giving it, lahem, uh, noten and you give the Torah,
1: you give it for me, my Torah,
0: lo, so the Kaddish responded, Shtok so finally, shtok means be quiet, Moshe Rabbeinu. Kach ala is is a statement that HaKadosh Baruch makes. This is what I thought should be you first Moshe Rabbeinu, then Rabbi Akiva. Kach ala b'machshava l'fana'i. So we understand. We understand, okay, the story is a story, but we understand that the word shtok equals kach ala Shtok doesn't mean I'm quiet because I have nothing to say. Shtok means I'm quiet because what I have to say is irrefutable. That's that Moshe Rabbeinu's question. Remember the question, There is this person in the world, right? This person in the world, his name is is Rabbi Akiva. And you're giving the Torah, he has much more Torah than it. He has of He knows more Torah than I do. So Aqara says, That the word equals Okay, I want to read a few psukim from Malachim. This is a story of Eliyawa Navi. Eliyahu Davi, I hope you're still with me. Hope you're still with me.
1: It'll get better.
0: Okay. Vayavosham el This is Eliyahu Davi. Eliyahu came to the the cave. Vayalin sham. He he slept there. And God spoke to him, by and said, "What are you doing here, Eliyahu?" Eliyahu was in Har Chorev, where the Torah was given. By Yomer, I was jealous for God. because Yisrael jettisoned your agreement, your Brit, your covenant. At Mizbechotecha Harasu, they destroyed your your altars. At Devyecha Hargu, they killed the prophets. Bechariv, vivatera ani I'm the only one left.
1: I'm the only one left. Eliyahu said.
0: Vayevakshu et nafshi lekach They tried to get me to to kill me. V'achar lekachta, sorry lekachta, vayomer say v'amadita Bahar So Hashem says, to Eliyahu, go out and stand in this mountain. Lifnei Hashem, v'nei Hashem over, and God will pass by. God suddenly passed by Eliyahu. Lifnei Hashem, Hashem over. V'ruach gedolah v'chazak mefarek Karim ruach gedolah, wind, a big wind, a strong wind, that tears apart the mountains, u'mishaber sla'im and breaks up the, the rocks. Lifnei Hashem, lifnei Hashem, before the presence of God. Lifnei again that word, lifnei. Lo beruach Hashem, lo beruach Hashem. It's not the wind which is God. Vachar ruach rash, and lo berash Hashem. The noise is not God. Vachar arash eish, lo be eish Hashem. After the noise came the fire, and lo ba asha Hashem. There is no. God is not fire. Vachar Kol So in the Navi, in this kind of description of Elyar Navi and Har Sinai, yearning for the experience of Har Sinai, says, I am there by myself. First, there's a wind, a great wind. And after the great wind, there's the great noise, and Raj, in modern Hebrew, is also an earthquake.
1: Uh, And after
0: the Raj, a fire, and after the fire called mamadaka, absolute and perfect silence. So if you imagine that the physical changes that are taking place while Eliyahu is standing at Har Sinai and trying to get a hold of the Torah and the things to try to understand what he's doing in this difficult situation that he's in, the people are not interested in the Torah. He's not able to convince anybody to go in the, righteous path but everybody is turning away from him and so he is experiencing god is allowing him to experience matan torah and there's a clarification in Shmot when the torah was given to b'nei israel yes there was noise and there was lightning and there was the sound of shofars blasting but this distinction did not exist. It wasn't clear to us, and it's made clear by the Navi. And what is that clarity? The clarity is that there were uh, physical changes. There were physical changes, uh, and and it starts with there was uh, there was this
1: uh, with this
0: wind that was followed by a a, a great noise, which was followed by a great fire, which was followed by a cold mamadaka. And this again is a way of saying to us that you know that the real of the real, the real information that we can have about God's will, is in the cold, Mama Daka. Is in the silence, because only silence is irrefutable. Silence is is the the kind of uh, statement that says the truth is irrefutable. And you can't get clearer than the silence. And so when the Torah was given, that's what Eliyahu and found out. There was the Torah of the wind and the Torah of the fire and the Torah of the, finally the Torah of the kol uh, the, the, the the Dakar. There is a Torah. There is a Torah which is, comes to you through words. But words are not always reliable. Words don't always lead you to a unique uh, uh, conclusion. Words are dangerous. Silence is glorious. The silence means clarity, understanding, absolutely perfection. And that's what Eliyahu if he was looking for, he was looking for a way to present to the people that the Torah had demands and that we had to keep those demands in order to be able to keep ourselves. And that's what Hashem shows Eliyahu anavi in this particular, this particular group of, of psukim.
1: So HaKadosh Baruch Hu
0: showed Moshe Rabbeinu that there was more to the Torah than he could, even he could imagine. And that's the shtok. You've learned it all. You understand everything that there is to understand. Siag lechokhmah shtiko could mean you want to get beyond. You want to know more. So the more, after you've learned Torah of of the noise of the words of the talking, after you've learned all of those words, there's there's more. There's the Torah of silence. Shtok siag lechokhmah shtiko. And this was the lesson that Aaron HaKohen taught Am Yisrael. Taught Am Yisrael. Not only that you can't go into the Beit HaMikdash unless the Torah tells you to go into the Beit HaMikdash, and that's why Nadav Avihu were, were killed, but Nadav Avihu enabled us a parasha in the Torah and that means that am israel am israel through this methodology that we see in rabbi akiva that am Yisrael is able to squeeze out of the torah much more torah than you could imagine and that's the basis or the foundation the foundation rock of our acceptance of the torah today so
1: you see the story of Nadav Aviyu,
0: Aaron Akoin, Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Akiva might be a lot more, a lot more interesting and profound than we might have thought. Have a good Shabbos. All the best.
1: Thank you. That sounds like school, Ezekiel, when he had the Merkavah, when he had the chariot as well, if I could just add. I don't know. No? No. But we'll have it for another day. Okay. You too.